You're listening to a C3 Victory podcast. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au. talking about parenting because we um, we've got so much experience and we just thought that you guys would love to hear it all all the wisdom that we've gained <laughs> we've over the last y- four, four years, years yeah. you know it's um it's been a tough four years isn't it <laughs> I just it's, it's a good it's a, it's a big learning curve those first four years I don't know if you relate but um no so we thought that uh we would invite um people who do have a lot of wisdom yes. to come and, and share a little bit with you guys this morning and uh, not only have they raised some incredible children uh, who are in the house uh, of God serving, uh, who love Jesus, um, but they also in some ways take on a role of parenting uh, all of us, mm. um, the, the parents of the house. Can we put a huge uh, welcome together? We're going to have Pastor Keith and Janet come Woo! this morning. These guys are amazing, hey? Do we love our leaders or what? Hey, they're the best. We're very, very privileged. I think um, I think it's important. You right? There you go. Nice. It's important to um, to honour these guys. You know, we are an honouring church, and the Bible instructs Absolutely. us to yep. honour our leaders. And these guys are definitely worthy of a double, triple, quadruple portion of that honour. Um, but this morning, we we just have a little gift for you guys because you know we do love you guys and. They are, they are so, so encouraging of us as a church and your leaders. They pray for you. They pray for us. They love you and they believe in you. They, these guys bleed for you, right? How many Come years on. have you been doing this now? Oh, 37 years, finishing wow. up our 37th year. That's amazing. Year. Come, on, Come on, give it up yep. for them. That's Most of it's awesome. been here, actually. 23 years here. Yeah, this makes 23 years. Yes. Here. Yeah. So yeah. In, in this church. Incredible. So we just wanted to say this morning that we love you and we honour you and thank we're you. so privileged to be under your yeah. incredible leadership and we as a church just wanted to thank you. Would you join us this morning in come thanking on. Pastor Keith and Janet? Come out, Jack. We're a gift for you guys. Yeah, come on. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you might have to hold that forward, Jack. Thank you, Jack. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. Wow, they're beautiful. They're beautiful. Yes. Little surprise attack. Thank you. Yeah, we love you guys. Hey, by the way, it looks like we've uh, we've matching there. Hey, kind of. I didn't didn't get the denim. I didn't get the denim. If you wore denim, we're going to be in trouble. (laughs) We've done so. We've done well so far. Two of the same jackets. One of us isn't prophetic today, so. I think it was me. It's That's actually, right. you I'm guys glad. are in the C3 uniform, we've discovered. Away at National Conference, you know the C3 is by the denim jackets. That's it, yeah. So, you're, yeah. Well played. Well done. Yes. So, we, um, we put together a couple of questions. Being, being you know, young parents, um, we thought, what are some super curly questions uh, that we can ask uh, guys that have been parenting for a lot longer than us um, and, and try to get some insight into how to parent, uh, how to parent well, how to parent on purpose, um, not just, you know, let, let time go by and go, oh my goodness, my child is 24, where did that go? Um, but I thought, I thought I'd kick it off this morning by talking about um, a season that Rach and I are in, um, right. and the, the young children season. I've heard, I've heard it called the beautiful chaos, um, which I think is a pretty apt description. Um, but how, do you, or how did you guys make sure that in that crazy, beautiful, toddler, young child season, how did you not 
Um, how, how did you stay intentional about being involved in what you knew God had called you to without just pulling right back? Never heard it called that, but I understand, yes. especially the terrible twos. The thing that I'd yes. say before we get started is to give Janet the credit because being 10,000 kilometers away from anybody that's family, when we had young children, she decided to be the stay-home mum. Yeah, and wow. and that, was not, uh, that was not a convenient thing. It was a dedicated calling to our children and to raise our yeah, children good. in the ways of God. We couldn't depend on anyone else. And so basically we couldn't afford to stick our head in the sand. I mean, yeah. I'd, I'd love to have done that <laughs> at the time, but oh, yeah. she wouldn't let me. She had everything ready as soon as I got home. She never did this. She never said, you just wait till your dad gets home. Yeah, because right. then the kids would run and hide when I got home if that were the case. They'd yeah. be afraid of Dad. But instead, she set an atmosphere of, uh, where we just couldn't stick our head in the sand. No. So it's credit to her. Oh, awesome. Thank you. That's very sweet. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm, I just am amazed that our children turned out as well as they did. I, I, <laughs> every day I thank God when I think of what we've went through and what we put you know, our literally kids through. literally traveled from place to place. Erica never slept in the same bed for more than three nights nope. for our, her first uh, 12 weeks of her life. Yeah, that's correct. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just very thankful to the Lord. Yeah. So, yes. Now, we just couldn't afford to, although it, it's not just afford, we just made a decision even before we had kids that, you know, the Bible says very clearly they're a heritage, they're a blessing from God. So we just tried to prepare ourselves to get ready for those things. That's true. You hear the term terrible twos, it's just... I don't know. Why do you even say that? I found it was 18 months. Yes. Right. Well, actually, actually <laughs> and every for me, other month after you that. can either look at it terrible or you can look at it terrific opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, yes. And uh, it depends on how you look at it. I, I just want to say that, you know, you said that scripture, behold, a children are a gift from the Lord. I can yeah. remember, I still have that picture frame. Yeah, because right. it said that, you know, behold, a children, behold, children are a gift from God. And, and actually it goes on to says, and it's your reward. And I can remember looking at the picture with my children and thinking, what were you thinking, God? <laughs> you know, behold, children are a gift from God. Thank you very much. Was I that naughty? No. But um, it, it was. It was a gift from God. And it's our reward for yeah. all of us who yeah. are parents not to give yeah. up. Especially the dad coming home from work. You just, if, if it's just the dad that goes to work, you... You can't afford to just ignore what's going on. You've got to yeah. be a part of it. It's good. It's great. Yeah, yeah wow. Um, I was kind of thinking on parenting during the week, and I, the thing I love about parenting is that you never graduate from being a parent. Like, you guys are still parents, and yep. even for those people that don't have children yet or yeah. would like to have children one day, there are things that you can be doing now to prepare yourself for... I mean, is anyone ever really ready? Do you think? You know, you think, I'm so ready for a baby. You think, you, you think you're ready. You think you're ready. We're ready. Yeah, so ready. Never ready. But you, you never, like, you become a parent and you've never done that before, but then you have teenagers. You've never done that before. You've got adult children. You've never been, you're a grandparent. You know, it, it never actually ends. And so we need the truth and the wisdom of the word and, and God's voice in our life to continually train us into what we're dealing with. So I wanted to ask you guys, in terms of preparation, what can people who would one day like to have children, what can they be doing now to prepare for that season of life? Well, it's all our engaged couples. Okay. It's a, Isaac it's and a, Emily. <laughs> I guess you've got to enter the season knowing that every one of us start out as rookies. That's right. It doesn't sure. matter how much you prepare, you're a beginner. 
and, uh, and nobody enters parenting as an expert. Yeah. I'm not even sure anybody ever becomes an expert. And uh, we just got our first teenager. Just when we thought we were out of the teenage years, our eldest grandson becomes a teenager. Right. And so the other day he just shocks Janet and says, Grammy, oh, yeah, yeah, this is real life. He just wait, says, Grammy, wait, 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 before we make I won't it. say everything. But you know it's going out. Oh, this would be good. Make sure yeah, it's getting recorded. He can, he can listen to it. Oh, my goodness. He, he said, Grammy, can I ask a question? I wasn't there. And she said, yeah, sure, what? He said, do you and Granddad still have sex? Oh, oh. Lordy. And she looked at him after the shock and says, of course we do. So when's the last time? Oh. So, yeah. Yeah. so anyway, that you never oh. stop being a parent. And no. uh, That's we just, we just It started almost questions. 37 we're years ago, and it hasn't questions. finished. So, I know, I know. Isn't that I, I was so thinking about this, um, I think even before we met, my first year, because I'd come from a dysfunctional family, I'm sure growing up I, had, I was OCD, ADD, if there's any other Ds, I had it, and uh, dyslexia, put that back to front. Anyway. Dyslexia. Um, yes. So um, because of that, because I was only a couple, uh, about a year and a half old as a Christian, I didn't really know what a functioning family should be, look like or anything. I think even before we met, I went to a marriage and parenting seminar they had at the church where I'd gone to go yeah, to university. Well. And I wasn't even, we didn't even know each other, hadn't even met. There's a lot of things you can do to prepare yourself. There's a lot of great resources, a lot sure. of books, uh, seminars. There's stuff you can learn by just watching other couples yeah. and how they treat their kids, but also watch how they treat their kids and go, I'm not going to do that. That's right. Yeah. Um, there's lots of ways, but don't beat yourself up because everybody starts out as rookies. That's right. So, and, I, and I just want to add, too, is when you com if you communicate with one another and you ask those tough questions, you, yeah. you know, because like Keith and I both, um, our, dis our parents disciplined us differently or, yeah. or they raised us differently. And so we Probably. had to come to an agreement before we had children right. to say, right. um, we're going to do this together. We're, you know, who's going to be the she main, never did. hang she on, never, let me finish. Well, you never pitted the kids against me. I never, no, that's no. true. I never did that. But, but we needed to work out who was going to do the main discipline. And it was usually me because I was the one home and the kids knew that when dad when they had to be corrected by their dad, they knew they were in really bad doo-doo. <laughs> but we, could, we talked about that. Yeah. And, and it's always we good. And it's talked about scripture. what kind of discipline. And we That's talked about correct. how many kids we're going to have and what kind of yeah. boundaries we'd have. But the main thing is, how would we create life in the home? Awesome. It wasn't about the discipline. It was about right living. Yeah, yeah. yeah really yeah. good. I, yeah. Yeah. I love that. I just, I just want to just... Um, one of the other things about communicating with one another is encouraging one another. Yeah. You know, that was really important that we both encouraged Same each other to say, hey, you know what, we're going to make it. Because I'm telling you, if you haven't already experienced it, and you're, you've, at night you can pull your, the, the sheets up and you think, oh my goodness, I'm the worst parent in the world. And then it's a new day the next day. Yeah, that's so. great. Yeah. It's amazing. I think to just tack on what you were talking about then in terms of um, resources and resourcing yourself mm -hmm. for that 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 season of life. Um, something that we did was we we found key families and couples right. that yeah. that yeah. we lo we watched and looked and said we love how they parent. Right. And right. so some for some people that's family. If you've been raised in an incredible family, that's awesome. For others, you're looking outside of the family. Um, and we've got incredible families here. You know. 
Ian and Joy Goldsworthy, absolute legends of this, of this church. Yeah. You know, I've never gone to them and said, can you mentor me? Can you, can you instruct us on how to parent? But without them even knowing, I'm watching what they're doing. I'm watching how they're raising their teenagers and how they're in church every week and their kids are here serving. I watch that and I want to model that. They they were talking about their anniversary. I'll I'll stop talking about that. Yeah, never underestimate that. But you know what they do for their wedding anniversaries? Can I share this? They take their kids with them out for dinner. And you wouldn't have even known in that moment when we had that conversation that I was like, tick, 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 I like that. I'm going to lock it away. But there are families and marriages and couples in this church that we can be modelling ourselves of. We are so blessed. And so, you know, good on you guys. You're legends. You talked talked a bit about discipline, which is always a hot topic in parenting. Sure. Um, But when we read read scripture, it's good. Let's bring that in. Um, Proverbs in particular is full of of encouragement to discipline. Yes. uh, That that, that discipline is important. what, what, I mean, you, you kind of answered it, but let's go a little bit deeper. What principles of discipline did you hold to? And then how did they change as the kids got older? Well, yeah. um, I guess that scripture that says, train up, in the child, train up a child in the way they were going when they're old, they won't depart. And it talks about in Proverbs about, you know, disciplining and stuff like that. And, and you know, um, what does it bear the spare the rod, spoil the child, or something like that. And I know that, you know, we have to be also political and whatever. But you know what? We did as, as um, our, we, our kids are healthy. They were healthy emotionally and spiritually. But, you know, we would do things like we wouldn't, we took a hold of what God's word said. And that God has entrusted us with our children to raise them up to be amazing um, adults. And so a lot of time of our discipline was in with that thought in mind that I'm helping to train you so that you will make really good choices. And, you know, it wasn't always easy. And, and, um, I think, uh, one of the things that we never did, and I can say that we never smacked them in the face. Um, that was, that's humiliating. Um, we we used a neutral object, usually a wooden spoon, did quite nicely. There's a, there's a reason behind that, if you can, because I don't want, when I reach out to hug my kids, I don't want them to recoil like they're going to get correct. hit. So, and we want, don't want your hand associated with pain. That's right. I want your hand associated with touch, with love. So use a, yeah. and that's why Proverbs yeah. talks about the rod. Here's a scripture. Uh, it says, those who spare the rod of discipline hate their children. Well, Those strong. who love their children care enough to discipline them. What a lot of people don't know is the word yeah. discipline comes from the word disciple. Yeah, wow. Yeah. And instruction, instruction in the Bible isn't just, I'm going to teach you some principles. Instruction is, I'm going to teach you right behavior so as to correct wrong behavior. That's, right. yeah. That's what instruction is in yeah. the Bible. So one thing we never did was we wouldn't disagree, you know, where one parent says, no, you're not going to go out and ride your bike. You're going to stay inside right now because of, and the other parent goes, oh, let them go. You're just being too hard. We never did that in front of the kids. That's right. We always were a a united If we disagreed, we did it behind closed doors. That's correct. They had to see a united team. Definitely. Because kids are clever. (laughs) I'm I'm convinced they're born demon-possessed. And, uh, oh, darling, and, no, and they, no, will, no. they will try to divide mum and dad. 
Because there is selfishness in their heart. It is in all of our hearts. So if they don't mean to split the family. All they mean is I want to get my way. And if that yeah. means getting dad to disagree with mom so I can get my way, they'll do it. That's right. Yeah. I yeah, think well. one of the things that our kids used to do when we got smart about it was that because um, we got ourselves caught out. So our, our John or Erica would say, can I go do such and such? And I'll say, did you talk to your father? What did he say? Did you already oh, ask, ask your daddy? He said, come ask you. Yes. And, oh, and I go, really? Probably did a week ago. So I said, so if I go and ask your father, what do you think he'll say? And it was amazing how many times he'd say, well, maybe I The biggest key that. to discipline, the biggest key to discipline is consistency. Right. That's, That's correct. Right. That's the biggest key. Yeah. Well, I'd say two things, the motive and the, and the consistency. Yeah. yeah. Don't discipline children because you're angry and you want to you vent your anger, That's which right. all of us lose our temper. Yeah. Yeah. And we have had to go back to the kids and go, hey, look, sorry. That, not sorry that I disciplined you, but sorry I did it because that's I was angry. Good. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that's a really good point in yeah. of, of itself. You yeah. discipline because you want them to be great people. Yes. Yeah. You want them to be disciples. Yeah. 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 And the thing is, is that scripture that says, don't let um, the sun go down in your anger and give the devil a foothold. You know, the enemy would love anything, would, would, would love it for right. a stronghold to be built and, and on anger. And uh, I tell you what, there was times in our, our <laughs> raising the kids that we have to send them to the bed so we could calm down first before they got yeah. trouble because, man, I you can't I put myself in time out. <laughs> oh, I've, I did that one right time. Mommy's in time out Yes, now. I said to Keith, Keith was sending the kids to the room, and I said, can I go? <laughs> and he's gone, no, you're going to stay here, and we're going to talk. <clears throat> Yeah, but anyway, no. That's, yeah, that's one of those hard-out moments. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. This is great. Are you enjoying this, guys? Isn't it great? We've got such incredible pastors. Yeah. So we've got a lot of families, like young families here, and life gets busy. Like, it's always busy, obviously, but when you're in that, that stage where you've got young kids, how, how did you guys keep your kids in love with the church? How did you keep them not resenting the church because of its full activities and, sure. and life, but rather cultivating a love for the house of God in yeah, there. You know, it, yeah, it can happen so easily, particularly for us, because church seems to be everything. Yeah. And we don't want them to think the church is more important than them. Sorry. Wow. And, and so, yet at the same time, that decision we made long before we had children by what are our non-negotiables? What's most important to us? And it's God, his people, his house, his word, yeah. and, and, and families. Yeah. And they should never, ever be at odds with each other. Yeah. That's right. So if a, if a family activity was at odds with being with God's people, we didn't do that family activity. Right. And wow. I know that sounds hor horrible, but even if family came to visit, which they didn't because they're on the other side of the world, but <laughs> if somebody came to visit and it was Sunday, we didn't stay home with them. We just went, no, come to church with us. Yeah. Yeah. And if they said, oh, we don't want to go, okay, we'll see you after. Yeah, well. And the reason being, it's not legalism, it's sending a very clear message right. that, see, once you start negotiating something that's important, it's easier to negotiate it again and again yeah. and again. And uh, I've had friends who let their kids start playing soccer on Sunday morning, and, and when the kid got to be about 17, said, I'm not going to church anymore, ever. Right. Wow. Because during season, now I don't know about here, but in Wyala, basketball was, it was summer and winter. That's right. And Jono got asked to be on a rep team. Erica got asked to be on netball rep teams. I got asked to be on uh, track and field rep teams, which meant Sunday morning. And we just said, no, we don't do that. 
And I'm sorry if we can't find another time to play. We'll find other things to do. Now, the reason being, you go, oh, that's harsh, that's hard. They can go to church other times. No, they won't. It, it, the Bible says, uh, you know, do not give up the habit of meeting together as some yeah. are already doing, but instead, now here's a positive side, encourage one another daily. Yeah. Now, the deal is this. Encouragement isn't just from us and our home. Oh, well, that's our little church. No, it's not. The church is bigger than me and my yeah. four people in my family. The church is you, and we want them to be with you, and we want to hang out together. But once we start negotiating things, if we negotiate prayer with them, if we negotiate reading the word with them, oh, we're just too tired, we're too busy. That's all right. You lay there and close your eyes, and I'll read. You know, those kind of things. It's those things we wouldn't negotiate that we just said, they're basic, they're fundamental, we're not going to give those up, and, and the habit of those regularly, because in doing so, we encourage each other daily, if that That's makes right. sense. That's, good. That's right. I just wanted to read this scripture. It's at Deuteronomy um, 6. Um, it says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit at, in your home or when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. And, yeah. you know, it is, it is true. You know, we might... You know, people will say, oh, well, you're the, you're the pastor, you know, that, that, you know, you have to do that. Well, no, before we were pastors, we were believers in Jesus that we continue to walk wow. with him. Yeah. And, yeah. and we know, made a decision. that can work against us also. That's right. And, and we made a decision that, that we would be consistent with everything, whether it's discipline or whether yeah. it's attending church. Yeah. It was not a negotiable kind of thing. Our children still love the house. Well, they had their moments. Of course, right? they had their, moments, had their moments. But what we said, this is who we are. You know, coming had our to moments with church coming anyway. with family is our our what we chose, and so well, and we've had family blessing thing. on it. Yes. It's not yeah. a dad's job thing; it's a family thing. Yeah, that's yeah, correct. That's and that you guys are the living fruit of that. You've got children now who are walking with the Lord. They're yep. in the church, and yep. sure, every kid has their. Their moment well, where we did, they have we did to have our time where one of them looked like he was going to walk away. Yeah, that's correct. And uh, you know best thing you can do at that stage, pray and declare the promises of God. That's correct. Right. That is yeah. right. That's great. We, uh, you want one more? Do you want one more question? One more? Three, one more. three people in the auditorium want a, one more question. <laughs> <laughs> we get, we get a, a number of parents of, of teenagers at the moment. And right. um, as a high school teacher, I see a lot of what happens uh, as, as you know, yeah, kids get into those teenage years. One of the things that always comes up is, is the, the boyfriend-girlfriend, the beginning, you know, um, yep. dating. What boundaries did you guys have in place in that space? Well, raising teenagers doesn't start when they turn 13. It starts uh, when they're children. Yeah. And so you just carry it on. But, no, we, we had boundaries. I guess because the eldest was a girl, my boundaries were stricter. <laughs> Come know, on, and, uh, yeah. If I had a shotgun, I would have cleaned it in front of Ryan many times. Um, but, see, Ryan saw me as a challenge, so it didn't deter him at all. <laughs> and, uh, it, yeah, he just, anyway, thought he'd wrestle me one day, and that turned out fun. But uh, in front of his parents and Erica and everything, I won't go into that story. Um, but, yeah, look, it, it, was, it was setting boundaries for their good and their welfare, That's not right. for us to not be embarrassed because we're the pastors. And... Yeah. I mean, our kids never, ever, ever question whether they should date a non-Christian or not. Mm. 
Never. Yeah, it never well. entered their mind because it's not because we're church people. It's because we are a family in love with God and we want them to be with somebody who's in love with God. And so it just never, we never had to have that discussion, but we did have to have other discussions. Mm. And Ryan and Erica started, I mean, Ryan's Erica's only boyfriend. And yeah, now wow. they've been married 17 years. Yeah, 17 years. Yeah. And so, you know, it was just the great thing was with David and Chris in the church That's also, right. we sat down as parents when they were just 15 years old and we yep. said, what are the boundaries? Yeah, well, so we did it as two sets of parents together in agreement. Well, actually, that, was, that was awesome. Actually, the, the, um, I give my credit to our kids because actually they said, you know, we said we're going to, as parents, we're going to sit down and talk. And they said, whatever you, two de- whatever you four decide, we're going, we will obey that. And we, we will honor these, that. Um, we did one of these weird things that they asked for. Yes. And I know it sounds weird, but one of the things we've lost in the West would be ceremonies or rituals that are enacted either in the house of God or in the family, yeah. those rituals and ceremonies that make dedication moments in people's lives. Right. Yeah. Like raising knights, young men yeah, to be yeah. knights, yep. that they used to do in the old English days. Well, they asked me, I was going to America back in the 90s, late 90s for something, and Erica said, Dad, would you buy us purity rings? Right. Do you remember those? Yeah, that long, long time ago. No, they're all looking So right. they're rings that yeah, they bought each other, and it's an act of dedication that they give to each other uh, to say, we will stay pure until. That's right. And, and, but the cool thing was they did, it, uh, they did it in front of us and David and Chris, and so they didn't just do it to each other but to their parents. And so it was an act of purity. And I I don't know how many times that would have saved them from temptation. But we did set little rules like, no, you don't. You never go in the bedroom and shut the door. Don't care how old you are. Um, And you never recline on the couch. I remember walking in one day and they were reclining. And uh, Ryan was definitely very affectionate. And I said, I just looked at him and said, what are you doing? You know, and I did. I just said, what are you doing? I said, sit up right now. Separate. You know, and, and they took it, bang, There's in Jesus' right name. <laughs> in Jesus' name. Come Get out my of my house in Jesus' out. name. <laughs> However, no, but, but see, we had agreed on that before. That's right. It, look, no matter what you agree on, you can still slip into temptation. Yeah, that's right. Definitely. And they know that, we know that. And so the cool thing is they, they also made themselves accountable. It wasn't that's just strict right. rules. They made yeah. themselves accountable. Yeah. Yep. And you guys obviously taught your kids the value of honouring your parents. You know, that's a whole exactly. whole other story, but sure. it's not just discipline. It's raising your kids to honour them, honour you as parents yeah. and honour the church and each other. And yeah, we had this little phrase that we, we, we lied to our kids and we told them shut up is a, is a swear word <laughs> and you can't say that to each other. And uh, I think we were camping once up at uh, Anna Bay and Jono got upset at me about something. He had Anton there with him. And, and he, he, I thought he said, shut up to me. And boy, did I, I arced up. And I went, Jono, you know that's a swear word. You're not like, no, no, wait, wait, wait. I didn't say shut up to you. I said, shut your face. <laughs> and that's <laughs> so one of our up. funny moments, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. What could you do? You laugh at that, don't you? So, but we had those fun moments too. But even those are honoring moments. You know, it sounds dumb to say, don't say shut up, but we saw it as to look somebody in the eye and say shut up is a very dishonorable thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just little things. It's the little foxes that spoil the vines, but also it's the little things that grow into great things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And can I just add one thing too, is um, our son didn't always 
um, make great choices, particularly as he got older. And as a matter of fact, you know, things, he didn't um, honor us in a couple of things. But anyway, years down the track, after things went terrible, he said to us, he said, I, I want to apologize. I ask for your forgiveness because yeah. I did not honor you. And, and you gave us, you gave me wisdom mm. and you gave me advice and I didn't hold to it. And he said, I, I have those consequences now. But he said, I want to thank you. So and good I thought, talking to his pastors at the conference yeah. that are like his second parents, because they're up in Mackay, and they said, it is so good to see John Owen and his family serving in kids' church and, you know, talking about the calling of God on his life. He, he's got a calling of God to help troubled kids, not so much to be a youth pastor, but to be somebody out there in the marketplace with the worst of the worst of society and helping them. And it's really tough on him. But he says, mm. Dad, that's my calling. Wow. He said, I, I didn't ever think I'd be called into the pulpit, but I've got my own place to speak for God yeah. into these kids' lives. And that's just the transformation. But again, it's, it's claiming the promises of God, train up a child in the way they should go. When they're old, they'll not depart from it. And uh, I, for us, it started before they were born. But when we dedicated them uh, in the house of God one day, to us, that was not a ceremony. That was a, that was a sanctified dedication. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. I was going to ask one more question, but I, I think it was it was unscripted, so I might have thrown them under the bus on that one. We'll be quick. You want one more? Go. Okay. I wanted to fast forward a number of years to the stage of life that you're at now, where you've got grandchildren, and I wanted you to share with these guys um, some principles in grandparenting. Oh wow! Because yeah. the the clock doesn't stop when they move out of home. Like, then you get grandkids and you get another lot. How do you guys? What's your philosophy on grandparenting? Well, grandchildren? Yeah. Yeah. Well, to me, I, I have, kiddingly say, we have all the perks and no responsibility. <laughs> uh, we, Feed them yes. full of red frogs and Coca-Cola and send them home. That's right. Uh, we did that a few times. I'm not, I'm not saying that we did it. <laughs> the fairy we did. It was called, let's get even. Thank Privilege you very much. Privilege of grandparenting. Much. No, but actually. You're called grand for some reason. Yeah, that's right. But you know what? It's, it's just amazing. Being a grandparent is, has been such a blessing because... Usually we're older and you're slowing down a little bit and you have a lot of wisdom you and you can actually, yes, you learn and you get to speak into those, their lives. You get to pray and, and prophesy over them and you just get to love on them because you have that bit more time. You're not yeah, having to work. It comes or, back to what? Psalms where they talk about four generations. Yeah. And you could easily go, oh, we're out of the woods, man. We made it through the teens and they seem to be going all right. Um, and then all of a sudden, grandkids come along. Um, but the great thing about grandkids is raising up another generation That's right. yeah. and, and having something to speak into their world. And the weird thing about it, don't take this wrong, parents, but sometimes the grandkids talk to us about stuff that yeah. they probably don't talk to their parents about. That's right. Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe we're safer like, like at that how moment. how many times? Or... <laughs> you did that? No, I just said, like, how many times? Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, I'm not answering that. Up. That over there. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's just seeing it as a privilege of um, yeah. raising another generation. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Um, awesome, guys. I, 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 one more. Only because, oh. only because I, know, I know we relate to this. You were raised in a single-parent home. I was raised in a single-parent home. Right. Um, we talk a lot about parenting together, um, but for, for people where that's not their reality... Um, 
What, what, what do you want to speak into? Wow. My mom never tried to be dad. Um, and I think in these blended families today, and you just weren't wired to be dad and mom or to be both. I think just be what God made you to be and be the best you can. And, and, uh, but also, I, I guess I was fortunate my granddad was, was there and he was a good uh, male role model. But I would say to the single parents, just don't give up. You know, it's, it's uh, you know, it's regardless of what's happened in the past to break things up and to cause things to go pear-shaped, that doesn't necessarily have to still happen in your future. That's good. And, and your children need you. And, and so you don't try, to, don't try to be their best friend, their hero, their, the other gender that they don't have. You be the best mom or the best dad That's that great. God's created you to be, yep. and they will respect you and honor you for that but also point them to a role model of the other gender that yeah. you would say, if, if I wanted somebody to really mentor you, that would be who it is. And, and I'd like for you to awesome. take their lifestyle. Um, but I know it's tough on the single parents, incredibly tough, or on the blended families, it's tough. And we watch our son go through that now with his blended family and, uh, and everything. And, and I would even say if you have stepchildren, don't try to be their natural parent. You mm. cannot replace their natural parent. Yep. And you, neither should you try. But what you can be is the best person that they need in that role at that moment and still living out those, you know, uh, but nothing is bigger than showing respect and love. Show That's respect awesome. and love to them. Don't yep. treat them like a kid in your home. You know, treat them like a young person God has trusted you with for the rest of this time. Yeah, wow. and, and do it that way. And I just want to say that from before you have children all the way through to the grandkids and, and beyond is prayer, is praying, yeah. is not giving up and praying and bringing, get on your knees before God and just pray because God promised, he's promised that he would never leave us nor forsake us mm -hmm. when we're his. And whether you're doing it alone, single, whatever, um, or in a difficult, as a couple, a difficult um, opportunity or planning on having children pray. I think the last word I would say is this. Wherever you're at in the season, take on the mindset of disciple-making. Don't, yeah. don't use the word discipline. Use the word disciple-making. That God has trusted you with these incredible people to shape them into something that will just glorify him all their days and, and something that will just be... A, something that will be positive and beneficial to the people they come in contact with. This world will be a better place because you discipled them. Yeah. That's great. That's really good. That's great. And that's where the church comes in too, hey? Like, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. This is the, society is built on, on families. Let's make yep. sure they're godly and, and good and wholesome. It's great. Absolutely. Hey, can we thank Pastor Keith and Janet this morning? Thank you so much for your wisdom. Excellent. Thanks for joining us for the C3 Victory Podcast. We would love to see you at one of our services. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au or check us out on Facebook or Instagram.